Hello, everyone, and welcome to the EVN Disrupt podcast. My name is Najda Tsaturyan. I'm the editor of the creative tech section here at EVN Report. In this episode, we sat down with Gebok Bogosian, the CEO of Impact Hub Yegavan, to discuss VIA Fund, an impact investment fund managed by Impact Hub. Gebok breaks down what impact investing is and how social enterprises differ from traditional businesses, highlighting their potential for scaling and creating positive change. We also dove into Impact Hub's plans to expand their centers across Armenia. Thank you for listening. Gebok, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for your invitation. Uh, let's start off by speaking with a little bit about Impact Hub. I think a lot of our audience might be already familiar with it, but for those who don't know, tell us what Impact Hub is. Sure, sure. I'm happy to to talk about Impact Hub and our operations. Actually, it was founded in 2014, but it started its operations like in 2016. The main idea is to develop the and strengthen the ecosystem of social entrepreneurship in Armenia. So the whole name of the Impact Hub would be Impact Hub Armenia. Social Innovation Development Foundation, and we have two different directions. First of all, we run a community, community of change makers, as we call them, and those are people who are somehow bringing positive impact into the Armenian reality. And we have a beautiful building with backyard, with a lot of facilities, which we are happy to share with our members. And the main idea is to provide a kind of co-working space to those change makers. But we do not call ourselves co-working space because we are more a community and we do not provide any short-term you know membership we are mostly interested in bringing long-term members and people into the community so this is our like first direction but the second is the programs that we run is mostly focused on creating new social enterprises and supporting those who are already operating so we have incubation programs uh, in uh, agriculture we have in creative industries we have for social enterprises who are focusing the challenges of different vulnerable groups and also we have very often short incubation projects in tourism and also we have had a very big and uh, like long-term program on tourism development. Other than this we are running several donor programs for example Collaborate for Impact which is a program we are doing together with the European Venture Philanthropy Association and it is funded by the EU. The main idea is to accelerate uh, those social enterprises who are already operational and to help them to model and to design their scaling plan and also we have created an impact investment fund within this project which is the VIA fund and the idea of VIA fund is to be available and to provide access Mm -hmm. to only social enterprises because we know that the business investments and business you know funding opportunities are quite like alternate and different activities are happening but nothing that is focused on social enterprises so VIA fund will be only focused on social enterprises and what we want to do is to kind of bring them from grants to business investments. Mm-hmm. And we have a plan of step-by-step activities how we want to do that. And uh, the first step is providing them blending funding, which is part grant and part refundable money. What does that mean, refundable money? Money that they need to refund to pay back without an interest rate so it's like non-interest loans yep and after that we will introduce some already interest loans and then we will be more working with equity funding venture funding so meaning that we want to change their mindset and also make the players in the ecosystem 
ready to uh, you know absorb and get investments yeah. because nowadays uh, social enterprises they are not ready to get investments just as a business because though they run their businesses they are competing with like traditional businesses but even the legal form of them is mostly like non-profit organizations which means they cannot you know attract any investment or talk about equity investment etc so let's start just before we dive deeper let's start with just defining what an impact investment or a social enterprise is i think Two a lot very of people, different yeah, a lot <laughs> of people i think don't know what the difference between a yeah. social enterprise and a non-profit or a regular businesses so okay. can you start so, by so defining first it? of all social enterprise is by its operations is just a business just a form of an entrepreneurship but what is different from traditional business is their purpose they are running their business model to solve any social problem or issue social it can be environmental it can be cultural but they need to be focused on solving that issue but they are a business They're but they are a business so it's a mixture of doing a business to solve a, or address a societal you know problem or issue it can be community building, it can be different vulnerable groups, like it can be cultural, it can be environmental, recycling, reusing, whatever. What's an example of like a big social enterprise that everybody would know the name of, but we didn't think of it as a social enterprise? I would mention one from Armenia, it's Aregak Bakery in Gyumri. Mm-hmm. I think anyone who has at least once visited Gyumri, they have had a wonderful like coffee yeah. and croissant in Aregak, and Aregak is a fully social enterprise. So Aregak was established for or those uh, youngsters who were in the rehabilitation center of Emily Aregak. They can be either with autism or with Down syndrome, etc. But after getting some skills of cooking, making coffee, etc., they couldn't find any job opportunities. So Aregak Bakery was created just for them to work there. And now 17 youngsters or their families are working there. Mm-hmm. And what is more important about their impact is now the overall mindset around disability has been really changing mm-hmm. in Gyumri. And a lot of families who had, uh, you know, children or family members with different disabilities, they were mostly looking at them with people who do not have, you know, any future, they cannot be financially sustainable, they should stay home, etc. Now they see that it's like completely different yeah. because these these guys in Aregak, they are so wonderful. They communicate, they work, they provide like the best coffee and the best croissant in Gyumri. That is <laughs> not, not uh, like a topic for discussion. Yeah. <laughs> and even having with, you know, very clear communication disabilities, they still do really good communication with their clients. So mm-hmm. this is... I highly recommend case. anyone visiting Gyumri to definitely go to Ayakak. It's a very, <laughs> very special place. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about from an impact investing perspective. First, yeah. what does that mean? Impact investing is really a very broad kind of definition because when we talk about impact investment, we can talk about investments that have impact and also impact investments that are done for impact. So what we focus on is investment for impact, Mm -hmm. which means that we are targeting those startups or those businesses that are working for that impact. As I already said, their main purpose should be this impact. But impact investing is quite general because whenever you invest in a startup, in a business, which 
in terms of their operations also have some positive impact. They shouldn't be focused only on impact. They can be a traditional business, but they bring some positive impact uh, as the result of their operations. This is also a part of the impact investment. For example, when we are talking about energy efficiency investments, you know, because there are very many funds that are focused on energy efficiency, and it's not mandatory for those investees to be social enterprise. They can be a business which invests in energy efficiency. So this is quite a broad definition for saying whenever you invest and there is a positive impact, then this is part of the impact investing ecosystem. So from the perspective of an investor and the social enterprise, are there different expectations when an impact investor is making an investment in a social enterprise? Like, I mean, even from like a legal perspective, like often corporations have like fiduciary responsibilities to maximize the returns that they make for their investors and shareholders. Is there a different legal structure when it comes to social enterprises or is it the same thing? There's just an understanding between the investor and the Yeah, that's just the same. No, no difference. Actually, we would really like to see some incentives that would somehow promote at least impact investments within our legal framework in Armenia, but there is none. What would be something that would promote it from a legal framework perspective? I think at least to allow corporates who are impact investing to decrease these investments from their uh, profit tax. Hmm. And many countries uh, practice this, but in Armenia you can decrease only 0.25% of your uh, revenue with different, you know, impact investment or at least uh, so it almost be donations, kind of like a, a donation where it's a yes, write-off. Yes, yes. First of all, there is no definition to somehow define yeah. that it's not donation; it's an impact investment. And secondly, it is not uh, anyhow promoted, or businesses do not benefit from anything when they do impact right. investments. Right. Um, okay. Let's speak about uh, Via Fund. Does Via Fund operate? kind of like a traditional venture fund, but just focus on social enterprises? No, it's not, because uh, VIA Fund now is run by Impact Abirvan, and Impact Abirvan is a foundation, and you are not allowed to provide any, you know, equity funding or just like traditional venture funding, etc. So what we now do, as I already said, for the first phase of the funding, we are just providing the social enterprises uh, funding that is partly grant and partly non-interest loan. This is the first round. We are now investing. Uh, we are right now discussing investments with five social enterprises. And after that, maybe in a few months, we will open the fund uh, for any social enterprise who is interested in getting this funding that they can apply. In upcoming like two, three years, we plan that we will be establishing a formal investment fund and it will be become kind of a spin-off from Impact Abirman. And then it can be already working as a like traditional fund, uh, providing, you know, interest loans, providing equity funding, and also being able to give financial returns to the investors. Right now, what we do, we are mostly targeting philanthropes and philanthropic, you know, foundations, organizations, because mostly they are in line with the goals we want to reach. When we will be working already with financial returns, then we will be able to approach also investors like traditional investors or angel investors. But in parallel, what we do now, we are trying to activate the ecosystem here. And for example, we are having this impact for breakfast sessions. Once in every quarter, we are having a meeting with different 
players of the ecosystem. It can be, you know, uh, venture funds, equity funds. It can be international organization representatives or angel in investors themselves. And we are brainstorming with them how important or whether it's important or not to be also impact investing, not only investing, but also being very much focused on what impact your investment is bringing because impact is not always positive. Sometimes investors, they don't look at their investees from the, you know, impact perspective. And yeah, we are right now just like building our network, trying to talk about this topic to mainstream impact investing in, in general in Armenia. And whenever we'll be ready to act as traditional investment fund, we will be already uh, trying to fundraise right. from these investors as well. So the current fund you guys have raised from donors, essentially. Yes. And you're the ones that are allocating the capital to the projects. You make those decisions. The decisions are made by the investors themselves. Uh, I will explain the system. And the first kind of fund we have got is from EU. Mm -hmm. uh, it's 300,000 euros, which we can use only as grants. And in parallel, we are fundraising from philanthropic organizations, private philanthropes or investors who are now at this stage interested. And we have already raised around 100,000. And the part we are giving as a non-interest loan, it comes from these fundraised you know, investments. And the grant money comes from the EU uh, fund we have. And what we do... We have created an investment committee that consists of these, uh, you know, private investors who have already joined our fund, and they are the ones who make the decisions. Talk but we have that. a very tough and, you know, long due diligence process. They provide, like the social enterprises who have applied for the funding, they provide a lot of documentation. They provide, like, very clear reports about their impact. We help them with their impact metrics, impact measurement, because this is, again, a one of the components of social enterprises that is quite weak in Armenia because impact is there, but they do not, you know, measure it. They do not report it. And we want to uh, see that the social enterprises, they really have proper uh, impact reporting system in place because of this lack of the reporting and the measurement, there is also a lot of, you know, lack of trust for the social enterprises because in the um, society and in business world, Mostly, a lot of people, they are quite skeptic, uh, skeptic about social enterprises and the impact sector in general. Is that because they don't see it as effective as just Because they businesses? don't see numbers. Because you know, business numbers, people, so. they like numbers. <laughs> and yeah. they don't see these numbers because right. the social enterprises are more focused on impact in reality, but they don't measure it, they don't uh, report it, and they didn't think that it is this important. But now they understand how important it They're is. They're moving towards a more yeah. traditional business structure. Interesting. You mentioned ecosystem a few times. Who are the stakeholders in the impact investing ecosystem other than the social enterprises and the funds such as VIA? Who else is involved in making When we it talk up, about the ecosystem, which is, you know, very vague, maybe word or definition, I understand it quite like wide mm -hmm. because for me, ecosystem is also includes the relevant, you know, public authorities that are responsible for somehow creating this yeah. uh, ecosystem being active. It's also the stakeholders of all those social enterprises for whom, you know, these uh, enterprises are working. It's also the uh, all the organizations that have any type of program that supports them. Universities. Uh, it, it, it's Of course, it's universities, it's international uh, financial institutions, but also donor institutions. So it's a mixture of 
everyone and every organization that is somehow connected to the right. impact uh, right. Got it. ecosystem. Again, <laughs> I, I need to say <laughs> that word. word yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about some of the, the projects that you guys have funded already. Tell us what they're, what they're working on. I can say those who we are now discussing, the finalizing the investment process. One of them is Aregak, as I already mentioned. The other one is HDIF, uh, Homeland mm-hmm. Development Initiative Foundation, and they are also doing an amazing work. They work with different groups of women in rural areas in Armenia who create different type of products and they help them to sell these products mostly outside of Armenia. And right now they are working with more than 230 women, which is amazing. And they are exporting to countries like Canada, Germany, Australia, UK, like around the world. And this is like really good to see how uh, these products that are produced in very small communities in Armenia are being gathered together and exported uh, outside Armenia. Another uh, example would be Source Foundation. Source Foundation, they are creating um, special equipments and furniture for children with disabilities. Mm-hmm. And their main kind of business model is that they sell all this uh, equipment and furniture, but also they work with huge number of different children with disabilities and help them to develop their, you know, muscles and their physical capabilities, etc. Another social enterprise we are working with is Zarman. So Zarman is producing different toys. Uh, mostly these are educational toys, toys that are doesn't include any kind of, you know, uh, chemicals or they cannot harm anyhow children, etc. But their uh, impact is mostly that all the revenue comes from these sales of these toys goes to the Children's Development Center and their name Zarman is, comes from the Zargatsman Mankakan and Man- Zarman right. is also kind of like coming from Zarman. Right. <laughs> In terms of like trends that you're seeing from the companies that are applying to you guys, um, is there anything interesting in the areas of, let's say, like the energy sector or maybe like specialized solutions for the different regions in Armenia that maybe larger enterprises ignore because the market's not big enough? I don't right now remember any any stakeholder that is connected to energy sector, but there are a lot of very interesting you know, starting like idea stage startups that are working. For example, in tech industry, there are a few very interesting cases uh, from tech industry that we see that has a very, you know, potential to scale. Uh, For example, we can talk about SafeU, if you know, Mm -hmm, SafeU is an application that is right now doing amazing job also outside Armenia. And they have got lot of international awards as yeah. well yeah and these type of uh, ventures that we are looking at as our potential investees when you when you compare our ecosystem to bigger more developed ones what impact do you see social enterprises having in those countries because i think one criticism that is sometimes levied towards this type of work is that it's often only successful in sort of niche and smaller areas mm-hmm. but making it scalable as for solutions is harder uh, how do you think about that? Actually, there are very 
different level social enterprises. It's not always very small, you know, because there was one... SafeU is a great example of something yes. that's easily scalable. It's yes, great. yes, yes. It's easily scalable and also it is right now in a very good scaling yeah. process. But if we are talking no f about non-Armenian social enterprises, then in India there was microfinance institution that was a social enterprise and their portfolio is around like more than a billion you right. know dollars it's not kiva but also kiva is an, yeah. another option but i don't remember the name of this one but there was a man who once provided you know very small money to like seven or nine yeah. women saying that you can go and buy equipment for you to yeah. produce something and if you can sell anything just bring those money right. back and they brought back with some extra you know payments and then he provided to more and then it turned out to be a huge uh, right. microfinance institution yeah. at the yeah. end so this is a very nice and interesting example a couple of weeks ago actually uh, during one of the impact for breakfast sessions we were talking about how in developed countries like France or e other EU, you know, Western EU countries, impact investment is already in everything, which means that whenever there is uh, an investment, then there is already a clear vision what will be impact of this investment. It's not always focused only on impact, but every investment and any kind of, you know, business that is starting its, you know, as a startup or already as operating business, they already have very clear vision of what kind of impact they bring. And it can be connected to like environment, it can be connected to their community development in their those countries, etc. But in emerging markets like, like Armenia, it's something new and it's quite challenging but we also see as a like future that in every business operations the impact will be mm -hmm. more like you know visible and clear yeah how can people get involved both social enterprises or maybe people that want to join the fund first of all we have a website which is for the fund only it's viafund.net so we have the application there which will be open soon it's not yet uh, available but they can see the button there also for investors who are interested we have the full information on the website just like a pitch deck and also for more activities from impact hub so every anyone can look at the yerevan.impacthub.net website or our social media pages on facebook yeah. linkedin instagram even TikTok. Are there any requirements that people need to meet before becoming a part of the fund? For the fund, yes. But it's all very clear, like defined on the website. Because as I said, we are working with mostly those social enterprises who are ready to scale, which means that at least they need to have one or two years of uh, their operations in place and they need to have at least non-negative cash flow. Mm -hmm. And they need to have a very interesting plan for their scaling. Right. We are also helping them with our acceleration program. And those who are seeking any support here, so they can apply for our acceleration program, which is called Axel. And they can, based on their needs, they will get a lot of trainings, workshops, mentorship, and even coaching from Impact Hub. So uh, through Axel, you guys are sort of incubating them and... Accelerating, accelerating them, which means them, yeah. that right. they are coming already with their, you know, 
problems and needs that are coming from their operations You're and they see advice. that for scaling they need to improve their i don't know marketing it can be finances it can be exporting right. you know literacy etc then we based on their needs we create work plan for them uh, and right. they work from four to five months and after that they can apply to the via fund with a better pitch deck maybe right. or scaling plan right. Before we wrap up, I want to come back to Impact Hub for a minute. Yeah. So Impact Hub, the first one in Armenia was in Yerevan. And you guys opened one in Gorgas last year, which yes. I visited and worked from for a couple of days. Oh, great. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I think I was the first uh, day pass by wow. the Impact Super. Hub Gorgas. Yeah. And I think I recently read that you guys are opening up one in Gyumri or have yes. plans to in the coming future. What's the plans to expand Impact Hub across Armenia? Yeah, actually, uh, we realized that being in Yerevan, we are mostly focused on the ventures in Yerevan, but also overall culture of, you know, co-working and uh, being in a community, etc., was developing mostly in Yerevan. And uh, the first one with the support of EU and also Agba Federation, we already opened in Sunik. And... Uh, what is different from Impact Hub Yerevan, that is regional Impact Hub. So Impact Hubs, with their names, they are limited also regionally. Mm -hmm. For example, Impact Hub Yerevan is operating within the limits of Yerevan. And Impact Hub Sunik in Goris, which is not only for Goris city, but it's working for the overall region. region. Yeah. And our staff in Impact Hub Sunik, they always do different visits to different cities to also provide information to other stakeholders in Kapan, in Mehri, in Sisian, not only in Goris. And yes, our main goal was to provide this infrastructure kind of in Sunik and also build a community there. Uh, and we understand that Sunik is not yet ready to fully use this space Utilize. from our business-like perspective. And we are mostly focused on programs there. We are doing right now women entrepreneurship project there. We did a very interesting small incubation project with EU last year, and we are continuing our uh, programs there right now. And in Gyumri, we also realized that overall a startup ecosystem in Gyumri is quite ready for a co-working space and also for having a community-based uh, you know organization there and now we are working on the building uh, and it will be open hopefully sometime in June. Yeah that's fantastic when I first moved to Armenia I lived in Gyumri and I was working remotely and the biggest thing that was missing was a co-working space and now I think there's already Impact Hub will be a great addition to that ecosystem yeah but I think there's one or two other ones that have already opened up as well so it's great to see the sort of that culture expanding past Yerevan. Yeah um, yeah and actually it's always very important not to be the only player Absolutely. in the uh, sector yeah. because it's really very difficult and very challenging to be the only one and to try to, you know, advance or yeah. improve the sector. Always you need partners and you need even competitors to do that uh, more you said efficiently. June. June. I said June, yes. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> we'll be very happy to host you. Gilark, where do you hope to see the general social enterprise ecosystem in five years in Armenia? I hope to see that because right now we can count around like 150 social enterprises in Armenia. And How I many of those are in Yerevan? Oh, nice question. Percentage-wise, roughly. It will be just my uh, like own subjective opinion maybe, but I think around 40% of it or even 50 would be in Yerevan. But That's great. Yeah, so more, actually, than, more than half are outside of Yerevan? 
Yes, just because it is much more important right. to address the social issues out of Yerevan. And many social enterprises, they are community-based. I mean, they work for the development of their communities. That is why they should be also outside Yerevan. Right. And yeah, I hope that in five years' time, I can say that we have around like 5,000 social enterprises wow. in Armenia. That would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, is, this was a really new topic for me, and I learned a lot. Thank you. Thank what you. was something I should have asked you that I didn't, that I don't know about? Maybe I didn't talk about circular economy, <laughs> but that's a completely <laughs> different topic. Can you briefly introduce it to us? <laughs> yes, yes. We are right now starting to incorporate circular economy uh, principles into the Armenian business environment, doing it like working with the Impact Hub Global. And there is a toolkit that Impact Hub Amsterdam is using, and we are going to translate this kind of methodology and toolkit and uh, adopt it into Armenian reality. And next year, and so in 2024 and 2025, we'll be working with startups, operating businesses and business support organizations to provide them this methodology and also to help them financially and non-financially to implement this within their you know, resident businesses or if they're its businesses, then how to incorporate this into their production technology mm -hmm. or service provision technology. Okay, we'll have to have you back on in the future to talk about that. Of course. Thank you so much for joining us, Gilbert. <laughs> Thank you as well.